Hey, what's up? Welcome to Lightning Rounds. This podcast, we get to talk about the Bible, the, the culture around us, <laughs> and the life. The Bible, the culture, and the life. And you, the listener, you get to ask us honest questions, and we get to respond. But I am host numero uno, Zach, and to my right, as always, is the bearded legend. <laughs> Some beard wrestling for you. It's <laughs> right there. I am. My name is Andrew Newman. Yes, Andrew Newman. Once again, we have with us our good friend Hollow Kobos joining today's episode. Hollow, oh, you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> he actually sounds like that. He has to make his voice deeper when he talks. I have a high enough voice. <laughs> hey guys, well, it's still high. <laughs> hey guys. This is so bad. I just wanted a deep voice. <laughs> Everyone just got super self conscious right now. Yeah, just yeah me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hollow, uh, last time we learned some funny things about you. I mean, number one, you're colorblind, and number two, you willingly ate green peanut butter. The best peanut butter is the greenest. <laughs> <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side of the chip. <laughs> oh. That's what I <laughs> Is there anything else that we need to know about you before us and the listeners continue on? Um, six foot one. <laughs> yeah, you are. 155 pounds. No, you're not. 155? 4% body fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. This is yeah. also a fitness podcast. One of these things is true. No, none of that was true. <laughs> no, I don't have any other. Uh, I have bluish green eyes, I think. <laughs> this, I don't know. I got nothing else. As a colorblind person, what color are your eyes? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. That's all I know. Well,. Welcome to another episode of Lightning Rounds. We're so stoked that you're here, and um, we can't wait for you to hear what is coming up. <laughs> but we're gonna before we get into today's honest question, the honest question of the day, we're gonna do a, a segment called "Did I Need to Know That?" You guys ready? Mm -hmm. I feel like we just did that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> did you really? That was a little know? taste. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you're six one. Uh, you're not any of those I things, are you? None of those things. No. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, not one fifty five. That's All my right. goal weight. It's my heavenly weight. Really? Heavenly weight. Yeah. Man. My heavenly body weighs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my soul weighs one fifty five. <laughs> All right. Well, in today's segment, did I need to know that? What we are going to do is pit Andrew and Hollows pits against <laughs> each other. No, after a, <laughs> guess that smell. No, I'm just joking. Um, after some toe wrestling. After some toe, toe wrestling. wrestling. Yes. Pit wrestling. No, I got a couple questions, trivia, hilarious trivia questions that I'm going to ask you guys and just see if you guys can uh, come up with the answers and we'll see who comes out champion. Smartest. Are you smarter than, <laughs> than each other? Than you think you are? Than college dropouts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> College, I think. <laughs> He's great. smarter than a college we both, dropout. We made high school. Made it. I think. 
Yeah. Your mom was your teacher, so I hope so. <laughs> your mom was your teacher. <laughs> That's true. Your, mo- your mother. <laughs> your mother was your teacher. Yeah. Oh, man. My dad was my PE teacher, yeah. so I'm pretty sure I aced it. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> 155 obviously, pounds. I am the vision of health and fitness. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did I need to know that? Okay. All right, fellas. Here is our trivia question number one. What is the most common color of toilet paper in France? Uh, brown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At some point. <laughs> What's the answer? The answer is pink. The answer is pink. There's really pink? There's pink? There's pink toilet paper in France. No. There is. Oh, you were not going to say pink. I've been to France. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few colors I could see. <laughs> oh. Darn, I was wrong. You were close. It was a close second. I mean, close it, second. It, it depends what part. Depends what part. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> that was answer number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if I need to know. All right. I will give that point to Andrew. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nailed it. All right. The average American. (laughs) Can't even answer these. The average American does what? 22 times a day. Oh. um, Drinks water. Sweats. (laughs) Both are wrong. (laughs) Opens the fridge is the right answer. Opens the fridge. 22 times a day? Wow. I'm about average. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm always say, in there. I was gonna say. Yeah. Way okay. to go, man. Right. Way to go, America. Well, you know, America. Just getting that up. <laughs> getting at it. Got <laughs> that back. Yeah. Woo. Some fridge pulls. Delts. Question number three. What were the first ice hockey pucks made out of? I'm gonna say coal. Coal. Oh man. No, I can't think of anything other than coal. <laughs> I want to say beaver tails. Ooh. Wow. Those are great answers, but they're both wrong. Did <laughs> you get a second try? Sure, go ahead. Think of the most Canadian thing. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> Waffles. Oh, 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 is it like moose poop or something like that? Oh, there we go. It's cow poop. Frozen oh, cow poop. Wow. Frozen cow poop. Frozen cow poop. A puck. That's right. Okay. Wow. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I went with moose. I feel like cows are probably more common. Canadia. Canadia. In Canadia. Upper North North Dakota. Upper North North Dakota. All right. Question number four. True or false? You can sneeze in your sleep. Uh, True or false? I'm going to go with false on that one. I'm going to say false as well, because you don't mm. smell in your sleep. That's what I've heard. Can't, can't smell in your That's what I've heard. <laughs> you said it with such conviction. Well, I've heard. <laughs> it's got to be true. It's the word. It's true. It's, I don't know. It could be wrong. It is false. It is false. Okay. Can. Yeah. yeah. You can. Nice. Because yeah. of my answer. Imagine how, imagine, <laughs> imagine how terrifying that would be, though, if you could sneeze in your sleep. Oh, yeah. Like, just like... <laughs> <laughs> Just nose is dripping just everywhere. It's just it's violently sneezing. Violently. 
Oh man, that's hard because I sneeze like when I sneeze, I sneeze like in in like sets of twelve. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, I don't know. Ever since I was a kid, I just haven't been able to. Just one up. Emma gets so angry at me. Like, Stop! It's like bless you, bless, 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 bless you. Love you, bless you. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. I have like one loud sneeze where it's a, it's an Italian scream. That's just, just, wow! And it's it's done. Just, come on. I like the sneeze that you can sneeze so hard that your back cracks. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you really. Gosh. Never no. happened to you? No. Yeah, I mean, either. I was just saying. It. <laughs> Those are the best. That's ones. what I hear. I heard that it does. Just like I've you. I heard. <laughs> just like you can't smell in your sleep. Yeah. That you can sneeze so hard that you crack your back. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. Chiropractor's right. college. A sneeze adjustment. All right. All right. We got three questions left. Here we go. Number five. What establishment has a lower acceptance rate than Harvard? Apple. What establishment? Like another college? Establishment. Doesn't have to be a college. The United States government. (laughs) (laughs) Encompasses everything. It's really hard to become America. America. (laughs) The answer is actually pretty hilarious. It's Walmart. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They say that Harvard has a, I think it was a 4.6% uh, percent, uh, acceptance rate, and Walmart has like a 2.3. What? Yeah. Yeah. I should have so, applied to Harvard. At least give it a shot. Apple does too. But I want to have But a I feel like if you, <laughs> I feel like it's got to be because of the amount of applications that go through Walmart. Mm. Right. That just, I mean, because if you don't, if you don't get hired at Walmart, you got to make some life changes. <laughs> yeah. You're probably a Bible college dropout if you didn't get hired at Walmart. <laughs> what do you try after Walmart? I don't know. What's like, that? where do you, how, how down the rabbit hole do you go? Uh, mom. <laughs> it didn't Cracker, work, mom. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> oh, dude, no. Come on. That's way, that's like royalty. That is. Never okay. use that Bob in Evans. vain. <laughs> that name in vain. Sorry. God bless me. the barrel. Pardon me. Okay. All right. Question number six in Did I Need to Know That? What is Scooby Doo's full name? Oh, man. This one's kind of funny. Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? Is that not his name? Scooby Dooby Doo. Is that it? Scooby Dooby Doo. What sayest thou, Hollow? I don't know. Dooby. Besides. Besides. Scooby something do. It's not doobie. There's Scrappy Doo. Yeah. Which is his little cousin, right? And Shaggy, whose Shaggy. real name is Norville Rogers. Wow. Okay. I do know that. <laughs> Thank God he changed his name to Shaggy. Well, yeah. Imagine if his name <laughs> Norville. Yeah. It just changes the whole dynamic of the show. Norville Rogers. Yeah. I think it's Norville Rogers. Okay, but what is Scooby's really? Scooby. Scooby. It, it ends with a is, like something is due. Scoobus. <laughs> something like that. But I can't remember. I'm a big Scooby fan. See, I know. I thought you would know this one. That's kind of why I threw yeah. this one in here. I thought I was going to get a free one I just watched Scooby Doo yesterday. Oh, so yeah. these, these are rigged questions. They are rigged. Okay. They are rigged in Hollow's favor. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm stumped. <laughs> <laughs> 
Too shaggy. That was great. Like, I don't know, man. There it is. <laughs> well, his Scooby's real name is Scoobert Do. Scoobert. Scoobert. Oh, man. Isn't that hilarious? I don't even That's remember great. that, actually. <laughs> but okay. Scoobert Do. Like when his mom calls him, Scoobert, get Sco- over here. Get over here. <laughs> Scoobert Rogers Do. Uh, Scoobert. All right, baby All right. number three. If we have one, just Scoobert. That's going in the name list right That's there. That's a yeah. good name. Scoobert Kobos. <laughs> I like that name. Scoobert. I like it. That's a good one. Uh-huh. All right, last question, guys. Last question. What is the collective noun for a group of unicorns? Oh, I think I You think know, there's a uh, if there if there is you know, the collective noun of animals, right? You mm-hmm. see a herd. A of herd something. of something, a flock, a murder. Oh yeah, that's of uh, crows. Crows. Actually, I found out. I heard that you can also a group of crows. You can call them a conspiracy of wow. crows. Mm. Wow. Because they are, they're conspiring to destroy right? your car. There's yeah. some droppings uh, everywhere. A group of Christians. A church. <laughs> <laughs> Just the bride of Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, a group of unicorns. Group of unicorns. I think it's called like a a, a potion. Or a, a potion, oh, a magic, a, no. rain, a rainbow, oh. I heard. Did, did you know that Scotland's national animal is a unicorn? Did you know that though? Like they're. You should know this, Andrew. I'm not Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish, Irish, Indian. What was the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. German, 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 You fight many battles in Germania. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a a group of unicorns is called. A blessing. Oh, wow. of course it is. Because wow. it is. It is it's a blessing. blessing. It is. It's a blessing. Wow. It's a blessing. All right. Did you, like, are we talking King James too? Like when it says that they're unicorns? Yeah, they're unicorns in the Bible in the, the King Bible. James. Yeah, but they're talking. I remember doing a study on that though. Do you, <laughs> do you know why they're called unicorns? No. I was hoping. They're talking about rhinoceroses. Like when you look at the Latin name for a rhino, ah. it's unicorn is Well, something. my study in the Greek uh, said it was. <laughs> in the Old Testament. Greek. So I've heard. Yes. It was, <laughs> so it was the Septuagint so of. <laughs> so I've heard. It was unicorn, uh, specifically My Little Pony. <laughs> well, mine. <laughs> the Greek Septuagint. Told me that um, your Greek Septuagint <laughs> was wrong. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So, thank you. Blessings, blessings. To well, what's you guys. a what's a group of rhinos called? Made. <laughs> Is it a blessing as well? Oh, oh my gosh! Uh, a group of rhinos. Terrifying. <laughs> Run. A, what is it, Luke? A crash. A crash? Yeah. How do you know that? We have Luke in in the in our wonderful studio. In our studio. In today. our studio, Luke Doctor is Luke. Uh, Doctor Luke Newman, the Luke Newman, son of Andrew, my firstborn, <laughs> son of Andreas, <laughs> heir to the throne, my son of my right hand. It's true, heir to the th- heir to the Newman throne. Yeah, sitting dude. on the couch over here. Yeah. Our engineer. You get my Toyota Sequoia when I'm gone. <laughs> Ride it into my will. Yeah. It's an 04, baby. You get a big inheritance. Yeah. It's a good inheritance you have to look forward to. And both my surfboards. That's about it. And your white headphones that you're wearing. 
and your turf and, and the these turf actually aren't mine these are my wife's <laughs> <laughs> and my turf in the backyard evergreen evergreen <laughs> evergreen all right that was did i need to know that what'd you guys think about those okay. I, I think I, it was i lost so yeah it was rightly titled for sure yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly Questions, And this is an honest question that is sent in by one of you listeners. And today's honest question reads, How do you actively surrender something to God? A situation, a desire, a worry? More than just saying it, but actually doing it. What does that look like in the life of a believer? So we're talking about surrender. Yep. Surrender. Well, Andrew and I were talking about this before. Yeah, so you were. I'm just going to let him take this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of us came to the conclusion. like, I don't know how to answer this question. Um, yeah. Actively surrendering something to God. A situation, a desire, a worry. Yeah, it's a good question. I think... It's, um, a, great, it's a great question. It's a great question. Whoever answered or asked this uh, hopefully you have the answer too, because <laughs> dude, I don't know. Um, we were talking about how, or I, I honestly, I think surrendering. I think a lot of times we think we we are relieved of the of the burden of it. Is like kind of what I'm. I think it is. Is like sometimes we're so consumed with a thought, and you're like, oh, I just don't want to have to deal with this anymore. So I'm going to surrender it over to God, and God will then I'll deal with it. But but there are things in the Bible where we agonize over certain things, right? Where we continue to bring our, our supplications to the Lord. We continue to bring up these things to the Lord because we are dealing with it or we are in desperate need of it. So I think, I think sometimes we have this idea of surrender of like, it's a one and done, like, okay, this, this is yours, but it's not, I don't think it's just a one-time thing sometimes. And it, of course it's case by case. Um, but I think when it's when it's something that we're really worried about or really dealing with, then it's a daily thing that we have to bring to the Lord of like, God, help me not to scheme. Help me not to try and make something happen um, that's not your will. Or help me not to, you know, help me to leave it at your, help me not to worry about it. Help me not to, th- like, help me not to uh, allow it to consume every part of my thought process and, uh, I base my decisions on what's what I'm dealing with here, and like, so um, I think a lot of times it is overwhelming, and we know that that the Bible tells us that God will will always supply our need. He's not going to always give us what we can handle because there's a lot of things we can't handle. I think it's bad theology to say that God will never give you more than you can handle. Um, that's not true. There's so many things in this life that we can't handle. Uh, but that's why we have God. And so when it comes to surrendering actively, dude, I don't know. I think it's like a daily thing where you're like, God, every time the thought comes up or every time that you, you go to engage in whatever you're trying to get rid of or, or give over, there has to be a conscious 
act of the will to like say no or to let go or to bring mm-hmm. it to the Lord in prayer. So I think it's an opportunity to pray more, I guess. Yeah. Opportunity like every time it comes up, like, okay, I'm gonna pray about it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, be consumed with it, but I'm gonna pray about it, give it to God. And then I think that's part of surrender, I think actively. Yeah. Well I think in us as people we're problem solvers and so many times we're like, Yeah, I'm just giving it over to the Lord. I just gave it to him. <clears throat> and then immediately we're like so how do I fix this? <laughs> and like, did we actually surrender? And thinking about, you know, in, in war, when you wave that white banner of, hey, I'm surrendering, I'm done. At that point, you're giving up everything. You know, it's yeah. no longer your choice. You're like, all right, cool. I just surrendered. You know, now we're now I'm going to do this. It's like, no, no, you you are now at the will of those you surrendered to. And I think remembering that and like, all right, Lord, no matter which way this goes now. I'm giving it to you. A lot of times we say we surrender because we want this to happen, Lord. Yeah. Mm. Like here, here's what I want to happen. It's like so I'm going to surrender. surrender. Yeah. Like the magic word. Right. I said it. Now God's going to do something. Yes. I, you know, I surrendered <laughs> my singleness. So Lord, where's my wife? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's like no, that mm. that's not the heart. Then yeah. we really haven't surrendered. Um, I know. And then this might be a little off in a different direction, but thinking like. Paul's thorn in his flesh. Like he asked three times, like, Lord, like he surrendered that. Like, Lord, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yet it was still there. And I, yeah. did Paul actively surrender? I would say, yeah, but God had other plans. And in his, in his weakness, you know, we got to see God just come through and, and use that as, as a role in Paul's life. And so I think there are things that we may actively surrender and God has other plans because he wants to shine through it. And he wants, you know, he wants to have the glory. Yeah. So I like how you brought that scripture up. Cause it, I mean, how encouraging is it to know that Paul even had to, like it says there three times, like he actively had to surrender this thing um, to the Lord. And and I, and I think, I don't like how, you know, you guys were saying that it is more than just saying it. It's, it's living it out, acting in obedience towards it. I know we were kind of chatting before, Andrew, and one of the stories that the Lord kind of, I feel like, brought to both of us is the story of Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. Now, um, God had promised Abraham a child in his old age, and and was and was good to his word. Gave him Isaac, even old in, him and Sarah, old in their age, and and then God asks Abraham, "Okay, I want you to take your only son and take him up onto this mountain, and I want you to sacrifice him to me." And um, which is like, man, can you imagine the walk home? Yeah, from that, like just you and yeah. Isaac walking home, like so that was crazy. Sorry about that whole knife thing yeah right <laughs> right but like that's crazy yeah but the what was so be- what's so beautiful about that story and, and it, what's encouraging to me from that story about surrender is you see what it looks like like this question's asking how do you what does that look like in the life of a believer how do you actually do this abraham did it he walked in surrender i mean he took his son you know, with all the supplies, they went to the base of the mountain, and he told his servants, "Hey, me and the son are gonna, um, we're we're going up to worship the Lord." You know, and so leaves the servants there, and just him and the son go up there, and you know the story. He, he you know, builds the altar, everything, and um, has the fire, and then Isaac's starting to catch on, and he's like, "Hey, we we got the wood, got the fire, got the knife. Where's the sacrifice, Dad?" And you know. Yeah, and I know, right? How terrifying. And 
but even the the, the submission to the surrender even of Isaac mm-hmm. in that because Isaac was was not a little boy at this time he was a young man and um, lays lays there and Abraham willingly raises the knife and you know Genesis in, in chapter 22 I have this verse written down here because this this verse has spoken to me so much in the in the in my life and what it looks like to surrender and right before you know um, Abraham's about to fully completely obey and trust the Lord in this and to sacrifice his son says that the angel of the Lord speaks to him and says do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him for now I know that you fear God seeing that you have not withheld your son your only son from me. And the Lord has always ministered so sweetly to me from this story because I believe there are some instances in your life where you're like, whether it is like a relationship and you're like, Lord, I'm surrendering this or maybe it's just a goal or desire you have in your life to be this or to be here along in your life and you're not quite there yet and you're trying to discern God's will. You're like, God, I want this, but I just want to surrender it to you. And like, and God allows testing in your life where you're given opportunity day after day. Do you really surrender this? Are you really, you know, and you're kind of like Abraham. Like God's like, okay, lay it on the altar. Mm-hmm. And you're having to like walk up that mountain. And you're, and, and, but so sweetly when you walk in that obedience, the Lord is, I, I remember even in my own life. So personally, even when I came to this church, God gave me this this verse and um, in speaking to me and just saying, you know, like, I know that you're not willing to withhold anything from me. Now I know. Like, how sweet that was. And, you know, the rest of the story with Abraham, there's a ram caught in the thicket mm-hmm. and they use that ram as a sacrifice. And um, But just that, um, how that obedient act of surrender in Abraham's life, like it led to greater blessing mm-hmm. as he walked that out and i think like you you were saying andrew it's it's a choice it's an everyday choice to walk in that surrender because you have to trust and choose and believe that god has your best interest in mind and he knows what's best for you Mm -hmm. you know we like you and like you said hollow so often we can conditionally surrender we're like lord i'm gonna surrender this to you so that way i can get what i want Mm -hmm. you know like i want to do this so that way i can get that job or that promotion or I can get further along in my life or, you know, get married or whatever it may be. And, but we're not fully surrendered to it at all. And, um, yeah, full surrender is, is that, is that walking in obedience of it, kind of laying it on the altar, you know, like Romans 12 says, you're a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. constantly getting up on that altar. And, um, but trusting that, God knows it's best. God knows God God can resurrect like you know Hebrews yeah. gives a commentary to Abraham that he knew that even God could raise Isaac from the dead. Yeah. Like trusting that like God's that good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think I think the question sometimes like even in when God asks you to say there is like a situation like this person says there's a situation a desire or a worry. Okay, so if it's a situation that's difficult or if it's even a good desire, but God's calling you to surrender it, what's the purpose? Like, why would God ask you to do this? Why would God ask this from you? And I think if you look at the story of Abraham and Isaac, it's like, because greater blessing will come. Yeah. Like, there's faith is involved. Like, your faith will be grown in that. And I think all of us desire to have greater faith. Like, God help my unbelief. Like, there are areas in which I doubt you or I doubt 
And so part of us growing in our walk with God is the growth of faith, like growing in our faith with him. So there's going to be situations where God will ask us to do something or ask us and put it on our heart to surrender something to him. And you're like, why would you ask this of me? Um, this is a good thing. Like, why would you ask me to surrender this to you? I'm sure Abraham was asking that question. Like, why, why would you ask this of me? Like, You just finally like came through on your word and I trusted you and you did it. So why would you ask something so difficult of me? Even though I, it was already difficult enough to like wait. And then the whole Hagar thing, and I made a mistake and all of the pain and all that that's come from that. Like, why would you still ask me to do something that's difficult? And I think like what God says, now I know, like you will not withhold your faith. I could see your faith. You know, your faith is strengthened. Your faith is grown. So I think the same thing for us, like God will um, even call us to surrender certain things and he'll cut away things. So like he said in, in, like Jesus said, that you might bear more fruit. Amen. Like yeah. he'll take away things that are good even or cut away good fruit or will surrender them to him. And he'll take that away. And you're like, why would you take that away? So that you might bear more fruit, that God would bring more abundance of your faith, grow you spiritually, not saying monetarily or, or just yeah. blessing physically, but spiritually, because that's who we really are. Um, we're, you know, the body, the physical is a shell. Ultimately, we're spirit, we're soul, we're going to heaven. So um, God is God is working in our soul, sanctifying us, and strengthening us, and growing in our faith. And part of, part of why God asks us to do hard things or surrender certain things is to grow us in our faith and, and walk with him. So. Not even saying like, okay, what's going to happen here? He's just, all right, this is what you've called me to do. It's what I'm going to do. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 6, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And then Luke 12, 25, and which of you by being anxious can add a day or single hour to his span of life? Mm. And just looking at it in the moment like, you know what, Lord, I'm not even going to worry about what's next. I'm just going to follow what you've said to do and trust that you're taking care of it. And I think that's that act of surrender where we want to know what's next. What's our retirement plan look like? What, you know, when am I going to get that picket fence and that house and this and that? And God's saying, don't worry about it. And I, I think looking at Abraham, he just said, okay, I'm one step at a time I'm going up the mountain. Okay, I'm going to lay the wood. Okay, I have the knife. And fully trusting God's plan, knowing, hey, he has a plan for my life. It's a good plan. So I'm going to live in that moment and not worry about these things. And I think this main question goes back to having an anxious heart mm. and God tells us not to, Yeah, you know, I think that's the root mm. of it. Yeah. We are anxious people and we want to know what's next. Mm. It's something we have no control over other yeah. than, you know what, Lord, I'm going to go up that mountain. I am going to lay the wood down. I'm, you know, whatever's next, Lord, I want to live in this moment with you and know that you have a plan for my yeah. life. That's yeah, would you say would you say it's easier to surrender your past to the Lord than it is to surrender your future? 
Mm. So like, God, I surrender all of my sin and I surrender all of this, my mistakes and God, this is yours. And I, I believe that you're taking all that away and you're forgiving me of that. But when it comes to what's next and what's ahead of me, I don't know if I could lay that part down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And like, which one is greater? Like that he took care of all this sin or that he's going to take care of you in the future. Like mm. the the stuff that he took care of in the past should only encourage further laying down of of my future. Of yeah, like God, right. you've taken care of all this past. You've made me a new Christian or a new believer. You made me a new creation in Christ, giving mm. me new life. Like and so my future is also going to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you could take care of the biggest problem we have in our life, which is sin. Yeah. How minuscule are these other things that we worry yeah. about? Yeah. I think we forget that that like the biggest problem in our life is not like what's coming next. It's sin, like the yeah. presence of sin currently. Right. That's the biggest problem, um, and that's their biggest need mm. is like the forgiveness of sin, the removal of sin, the the you know the decrease of appetite for sin. Mm. Um, that's our greatest need. So. Yeah, I think sometimes we think this is my greatest need. Like, what's coming next? Like, what am I supposed to do? And not to minimize anyone's pain or anyone's struggle. Right. Like, that is. It's scary. Like, there's a lot of things that happen in our life that are scary. But I think we always fall back on, like, the cross and what Jesus has done and the finished work of Jesus. What I've surrendered to him in my sin and my past and the fact that I'm a new creation. And then and I can also surrender my future. Like, God, you're mm. going to be good. And, like... And, you know, it's like having a mindset on the cross continually, Mm -hmm. like on Christ, like, um, would you say having a Christocentric, would you say, (laughs) would you say, (laughs) would you say, would you say, no, but I mean, (laughs) yeah, I think that's so true. I mean, when you, when you really boil this question down, I feel like, I mean, we've all asked this question. You know, this is not necessarily like us pitting it against the person who whoever asked this, but um, it really does come down to worry and anxiety because the problem with surrender is you don't, you're worried about what's going to happen if you do, you know, you're like, well, I don't want to surrender because what if God calls me to move to Africa, you know, or like, you know, I don't want to surrender because what if he calls me to marry someone I'm not attracted to or like, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's like, and you're like, "Ah." talk to my wife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. The cross she bears. The cross she bears. <laughs> it's not pretty. But I like what you said, Hollow, um, just about um, being concerned about this moment and this day, because I believe that we're all in different seasons of life and God has you there for a purpose and a reason. And so often we can be so concerned about the next step. Like, how can I... And we can only see today, we can only see this season as sometimes we see it as like, well, how is this going to help me get to there? Mm. And instead, God's calling us to say, hey, no, focus on what I'm trying to teach you now and how I'm trying to teach you to be content in today. You know, like when Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He wasn't talking about the Olympics and he wasn't talking about winning the Super Bowl. He was talking about, you know, the, the context of that passage is contentment. He's talking about how to be content, whether I abound, whether I have what I actually, what I want, or whether I don't have what I need, or whether I'm, you know. And so um, it's in this mindset of, of being rid of anxiety and worry 
that I think that full trust um, and complete surrender really it be it's um, it's cultivated that way when you're when you're absent of anxiety and worry um, you know because you know if there's one thing that I've noticed about in my own life when I have trouble surrendering something it's usually because of like pride it's yeah. like I I know what's best for my life yeah I know what's best for my life God you don't you don't like this is and it's, and it's usually like me trying to set up my kingdom I'm like my kingdom come mm-hmm. my will be done mm-hmm. Lord like like Zach's kingdom but I really like how first Peter 5 6 says says this it says humble yourselves and I think humility is a big part of surrender it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he might lift you up in due time. And I like that because it's like, walk with the Lord humbly. Like, give that humility, that surrender of like, Lord, I'm just trusting you. I'm trusting you, um, cheerfully giving my agenda to you, God, in surrender to you. And um, knowing that, like this verse says, in due time, you know when the right time is, Lord. And I'm going to trust you in that. In due time, and it's so sweet because that ver- the next verse after that in First Peter five, is First uh, Peter five seven, where he says, "Cast all your anxiety upon Him because He cares for you." He like pairs those two together. It's like humbly walk with the Lord, and if there's anything you're worrying about, man, give that to the Lord. Don't you don't you realize that God cares about you? Mm-hmm. Like don't you? It's almost like when Jesus when he taught the Sermon on the Mount, right? When he said, "Don't worry about," he's like, "Don't you see creation?" Yeah. Like almost like encouraging us like hey take a walk like go for a hike like don't you see how i take care of all this stuff aren't you more valuable than the flowers of the field and the the Mm -hmm. birds in the air and i there's not a sparrow that falls to the ground that i don't notice Mm -hmm. you know like don't don't you realize that you're more valuable than that and you know god really does you know for those of you listening god really does care about you he does care about your future cares about um he cares about those things probably more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably more than we even care about, uh, you know, that. And so um, if there's one person who really wants the best for our life, I, it's the Lord. Yeah. It's the Lord. surrender surrender is not blissful ignorance it's mindful humility mm. say that just, again say that again that's a that's a newman quote right there <laughs> i forgot what i just said <laughs> that's a scottish so yeah, preachers scottish yeah it's not uh, it's not blissful ignorance i'm just like i'm surrendered so i'm like blissfully unaware of the cares of life but it's it's mindful humility to who our creator is it's like i you are god i am not so we agonize over things in our life we pray we we have opportunity to pray about them and give them to god and ultimately just saying like lord you're a creator you created the everything i see in seven days six days sat down and rested so i'm trusting that you're going to take care of me and um and every time i start to pick it up lord help me to just lay it down and and I'm aware of it I'm aware of my need which means that God is very much aware of the need like it's not like God's 
God's sitting up there like, I had no idea. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry. I missed that note on my desk right. about your needs. It's like, so if you're aware, about, aware of it, so is God. Mm. And, and like you said, in his timing. And so just mindful humility to the sovereign almighty God. Yeah. Yeah. Would you guys say you ever you still struggle with that surrender, like today at your stage oh, season yeah. of life? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think Hollow's always been. You've always been really good at just like, hey, like I got stuff to do today, and and you've always been really good about like, like you said, just worrying about what's in front of you, and like God's gonna take care of my tomorrow. And I just cry in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> as far as like what I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I. I think I naturally have a, <laughs> like, uh, all right, guys, we can take a shower. That's why I take such long showers, a lot of tears. Oh, I'm man. not crying. Yeah. It's just the shower. You're crying. Yeah. The shower's off. I'm not crying. You're crying. Tears on my face. It's the shower. You're taking a bath. <laughs> I sweat through my eyes. Yeah. No, I think my like natural personality is like pretty happy go lucky and like whatever happens is gonna happen. But at the same time, I've been through trials many of them and just seeing the lord's hand uh time and time again you know like you said looking back we can look back at our past and see all that the lord has done for us and and that's a great reminder of the future he has for us Mm. um and so yeah i mean as a you know a small business owner i'll I'll just get practical (laughs) you don't always know we don't have a consistent you know paycheck it's not like all right two weeks here it is you know sometimes it's like cool <laughs> it's yeah. been three weeks and no one has reached out no one's getting married anymore you know yeah. we, you could have these ideas run through your head and then in those moments we just sit back and like all right lord but you're on the throne you're going to take care of us we've been here before and and god always supplies and in those times where you know i'm not going to say like god always just like and here's money and here's my that's <laughs> that's not it but he always gives us a piece about it and he's always provided in you know takes care of the sparrow he's going to take care of us and i think mm-hmm. just holding on to those promises and whether it's financial or, or like we've said like what's next in your life knowing that god has a plan I th- it, it always comes back to that god's plan is better mm-hmm. than ours you know i have a, a three and a half month three and a half month old it's so hard to say um a son who's three and a half months old there we there go. go and uh he doesn't look to what's next. He's just living in the moment. And when he's hungry, we provide for him. You know, my mm-hmm. wife comes in and she's like, here you go. This is what you got. And when he wants to be held, we pick him up. And he knows I'm just going to sit here and be content and we're going to take care of him. And you know, we have a loving father who's going to do the same thing in those moments. And I think there's times where we can act like the sweet little infant who's like, oh, yeah, you know, everything's just going to work out. But then I have a two and a half year old. Who's like, I'm hungry. I want a popsicle. <laughs> and we're like, that's not what that's not what's best for you. Mm. Uh, I have something better. Eat this carrot, you know. <laughs> and sometimes they're really? like, no, popsicle sounds a little good. bit better than a carrot. <laughs> but so many times we're like, I know what's best and I want this. And God says, No, I have a better plan for you. And I think it always comes back to that. Like, God's got a plan. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, but again, it's not just you walking around ignorant of the fact no. that like you have we all go through difficulty and struggle in our life like yeah so it's not just but i think the weight of it can drive you to do some really stupid things mm. too mm. so you gotta cast you gotta you gotta let god take care of it right because if you if you're consumed by 
by the weight of it, pretty soon it's going to affect everything in your life. And you're like, and you have oh, no yeah. control over it. Like a lot of things that we, we put so much weight into and like, I have no control over it. I have no control over some, some of these situations in my life. And so you do have to just like, okay, yeah. like I have no control. I can't not do Not even of your own heartbeat or your own yeah. breath. You I have no control that. over that stuff. Yeah. So there are certain things that we put so much stock into and it's like, Hey, you have no control over what happened next. Um, so you can only react as it comes. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you know, create scenarios yeah. that don't exist. So now you're living in a false reality. And it's like, that's not even what's happened yet. You, you, you know, so it, it is, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, that's when you take a shower. Now we're in cry. the portal. Yeah. You <laughs> no, enter into a portal. portal. That's when you're in the third dimension. Yeah. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Transcended. Uh, yeah. And if you're in that place, a wise pastor once said sometimes the most holy thing you can do is take a nap (laughs) like all seriousness like if you're if you're stressed and anxiety and worry like sleep yeah get some sleep see how you feel when you wake up like there's times where like revival comes in my life after a good nap i'm like god is amazing i trust him it's not because i had a vision or a dream while i was asleep it's just because like your body just get you know, mentally, spiritually drained from overthinking, running it over. And it's just like, yeah. Yep. So. Nap. 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 Naps are holy. Mm. But only when they're accompanied by work. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to part two. (laughs) Part three. Today's discussion. Part three. (laughs) Andrew. (laughs) Go ahead, Andrew. (laughs) Let's all take a nap. Let's all take a nap. <laughs> We're going to go take a yeah. nap right now. Nap stands yeah. for no apparent problems. <laughs> mm, I love it. <laughs> just, Acronyms. I'm just going to go to sleep and <laughs> see what happens. like nothing's happening. <laughs> Jonah did the same thing. Oh, Jesus did the same thing. Like Take a nap. Just go down to the bottom of the boat and sleep. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know, but um, before we close, though, I just want to read the scripture over um, everyone that's listening. This, this is in Jeremiah 17. I feel like it really – maybe you, you find yourself in that place – having a difficult time surrendering, having a difficult time um, casting these anxieties, these worries over your future, over what you, your, your dreams, your goals over to the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. This is what the Lord would tell you. He says, Blessed is the man or woman who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They are like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and it does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. And I think it's just what trust in the Lord. You're like that tree, you know, and you go through different seasons of life, you know, but hey, when the heat comes, you're not fearful of it. You're trusting God. You're just like, Lord, I know you know what's best for me. You know, Psalm 1 mirrors this passage and says that it... The tree bears fruit in its season, you know, and it's like you're trusting God. Hey, this fruit's going to come when it's time, when it's time. So I'm going to surrender this to you, surrender it to you. So, amen. Amen. Well, podcast high five. Yeah, 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 yeah. All righty. Thanks for hanging with us today on Lightning Rounds. If you like this episode or maybe you think somebody else would really enjoy hearing this, share it with a friend or leave us a funny review or a good, re- and hopefully a good review. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> rate and review a podcast. 
That'd be great. It doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be funny. It be yeah, well, no pressure. It could be but if normal. it is funny, that's totally fine yeah, too. So, but uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you can find us on Instagram at refuge underscore sjc and that's also where you can send in your questions yo, yo. um you can still email them to pastor andrew whether or not he reads them i don't know i read <laughs> one did. this week oh right yeah. on someone did send it in and i responded Ooh, wow. nice yeah or you can even write in your questions mm, letters yeah we got <gasps> we got one this uh, a week ago she was like this I loved it. Yeah, came in. She's like, I don't have Instagram, so but here's a little note and wow. some questions. So we're like, sweet, it's fantastic. So you can also do that if you want to. But mail if you three one six one two El Camino Rio San Juan Capistrano, <laughs> attention, Pastor Andrew. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, that's on the spot. I know the address. Good to go, man. Well. All right. Yeah. So we'd love it though for you to come hang with us at Refuge on Thursdays at seven p.m. in person here at Calvary San Juan. So. um Please join us. It's really rad. We're going through the book of Jonah. You, you. Jonah. Who knew that that little book was so gnarly? I sure didn't. (laughs) Jonah did. Jonah did. You make it sound like you had no process in choosing this book. You're like, who knew that this book would... I thought it'd take like two weeks. If there's one person who's surprised, (laughs) it's it's the pastor teaching it. (laughs) Sure, Jonah's like, no one will ever find out about this. It'll be fine. Thank God this isn't going to be recorded forever (laughs) for people to read about my failures. Man, I was such an idiot. Hopefully no one sees this. (laughs) It's great, though. Yeah, come on Thursdays. We're going through the book of Jonah. Um, Yeah, sweet. But we'll see you next time on the next episode of Lightning Rounds. Peace.